Yes, immediately I have to shift my energy, which for me means like shifting my literal energetic state. So I will have to get out of the the room that I'm in, for example, like if I'm in my office, I have to physically leave my house, like go outside, usually in nature. I live in Florida by the water, so I love going to the beach. Um, and like, or like walking or working out, something where I am literally moving the energy through my body. And I will even do like, a, kind of like a prayer, like spiritual command, whatever you wanna call it. And I'll be like, okay, I speak to the energy or anxiety that I'm feeling in my body right now. I declare that it leaves my body now. I'm energetically unavailable for this. Oh my God, I love that. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Today on the show, we have such a treat. Danielle Laura is on the show. And oh my gosh, I have to say, I got really into human design last year. We had some incredible conversations with experts on human design come on the show, and I loved our conversations so much. But this conversation goes a little bit more specific on content strategy and launch strategy and things like that. So we had a more specific focus. And by golly, I've never said that before in my life, but by golly, did Danielle deliver Um, I've never heard anyone speak with such a strategic, uh, well, especially a marketing strategic mind when it comes to these kinds of things, which are typically considered woo-woo. And you know, I'm I'm a woo-woo person. My husband's not a woo-woo person. But I have to say, like, this kind of thing doesn't feel too woo-woo to me. This is really about knowing yourself, understanding yourself, and using those inherent gifts and superpowers to just amplify your work. That's really what we're doing here. So Danielle walks us through how to use your human design to identify the best launch strategy for you, the best type of content, especially the type of content to kind of sink your teeth into to kind of help you get consistent. Because sometimes the reason that you're not consistent is because you feel like there's just so much to do and you don't know what to focus on first. So she really outlines based off of your type what type of content is the best starting point for you so you can really sink your teeth in, find some momentum, and then keep going from there. Um, I think my favorite part, though, was actually the final part where we talked about community building strategy. And she used your, okay, profile number. I think that's what it was called. She walks you through all of this. Don't worry. But she uses your, again, profile number, I think, (laughs) to... um, to basically identify what your community building superpowers are. And oh my gosh, was that so freaking accurate for me. I couldn't believe that was reflected in my chart. So for you, if you really struggle building communities and you feel like you're you're doing all the advice that you find online, but it's not working for you, it could be because the advice isn't aligned with your human design. So this could be very helpful to you. I'm not going to keep gabbing anymore. I'm just going to bring Danielle on and I can't wait for you to enjoy this episode. Danielle, welcome to Marketing Unfiltered. So talk to me like a little bit about, because I mean, you're, you're, you were about to launch a podcast the last time I talked to you. Have you already launched? Not yet. Not yet. Oh my we're gosh. about, I think the very first week of March will be set. 
That are yeah. you so excited? I am. I am. Have you been wanting to do a podcast for a while? Is this something that's been on your heart? It has. And people have been asking me actually for years, like when I'm going to create a podcast or will I create a podcast? And I just didn't really have the capacity. I just was so busy, truly with so many other things and just serving that I was like, oh, I don't, if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to go all in and be so excited about it, not feel like it's yet another thing I have to like do. Yeah. And so until I could rearrange things to get to that place where I can be really excited about it and feel like this, I'm really passionate about this, then that was, you know, now is the perfect time. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to listen. I love podcasts. I'm such like, oh, I'm always listening to a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, same. I love it. How long have you been in business? Going on seven years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What were you doing before this? I was a, um, I was a nurse. I was a pediatric oncology nurse and then a clinical therapist. And then a medical executive. I kind of like went up the went up the line, um, you know, in like corporate medicine, really thinking that, you know, basically trying to find the missing link, right? Of of I thought nursing was going to be the thing. I was like, okay, there's got to be healing beyond the physical. So I was like, okay, let me get my master's in counseling and work on like the therapy wow. end of things. And I did, and I was like, okay, there's still a missing link beyond the mental and the physical. And so I was like, well, I'm going to become an executive and change all over the medical field and I'm going to make change, you know, and all these <laughs> things like, like a young, like 25 year old. And I was like, I'm going to change the world. And, you know, and I, and I got a position. It's just, you know, you, you don't, you don't have control, right? Like the government has red tape over everything. Yeah. So it really, after all of that and in my, in my late twenties, I was like, okay, um, my soul feels like it's dying every single day because I'm not really making the difference that I want to be making. And I feel depleted. So I have got to figure out like, what's the missing link here? So I just became obsessed with finding the missing link. Um, and I found energetics, right? The missing link between like physical and like mental, which was what I found was energy, right? In the study of energetics. Um, and so I, you know, one day randomly, kept finding all of these articles on human design and gene keys. And this was like over seven years ago. This was before it was popular. Now it's a fad and like everybody's talking about it and it's becoming more mainstream, which is amazing. But this was back when like nobody knew what this was and nobody was talking about it. Um, and I found it and it made so much sense to me and I just started applying it to my life. And then yeah, phew, spiritual awakening, my whole life changed, flipped upside down, left corporate, got divorced, moved across the country, started my business. And fast forward, here we are seven years later. <laughs> That's the short wow. version. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, discovering human design and gene keys really was like, it, it really opened up a whole new life for you. It literally changed my life. Yes. Did it like realign you? Like, what was that? Do you think? Or did you feel yes. like almost like you were unaligned and you didn't even know it? And then suddenly it was like a light bulb and you like felt clearer about your path. Is that kind of, yeah. I'm sure it was more complicated than that, but like, is that kind of what it felt like? Definitely. It was like, I was basically living my life prior to that in conditioning. Whatever I thought was expected of me, you know, whether it was like my parents or like the religion that I grew up in or people like whatever, right? I was living my life for everyone else and doing what I thought was expected of me. So living so much by conditioning, which was completely burning me out. And so finding human design, which it really is the best deconditioning tool. That's what it is. It shows you who you were designed to be 
before conditioning, before trauma, before the world told you what you should be. And it reminds you of who you actually are. And it's essentially like a permission slip to just be who you were designed to be. And so when I could just like unlearn the things that were not really me to begin with and learn and master the pieces of me that were authentic to me and my greatest gifting, you can't live your life any other way once you know that, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally feel free to not want to talk about this, but it's interesting when you said that you also got got a divorce. So it almost sounds like as well, it it made you see that you weren't even with the right life partner. Yes. That must have been terrifying to, to see that. Yeah. Well, it was kind of terrifying that like my whole life was out of alignment, really. Right. And it's not even like, like I always held very strong, like morals and beliefs. Like I was very true to myself Mm -hmm. yet at the same time, so compromising on what I was continuing to allow in my life, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, that was, it shook up my entire life. Like, I mean, every part of my life blew up quote unquote, so that it could now, you know, be put back together in a way that I could have never in my wildest dreams imagined that I could live the life that I'm living today with the level of fulfillment and living from my gifting and passion and love and all of these things that I just wanted so badly before, but didn't really have. Oh, wow. Wow. So energetics, where that that was not a part of your life at all growing up. That was like just like a foreign language, not even a foreign right. language. You don't even know about it. Is that right? Well, yeah, I didn't really quote like know about it. Like yeah. I, I grew up in a very, um, you know, very Christian strict home. And so, you know, the religion piece was so huge to me. So anything that was not like of God was like of the devil, right? And it was like shunned. It was like very bad. But I had these spiritual gifts my entire life where I could sense energy or like, you know, quote unquote, read people's minds in a way like I would know what people were thinking or feeling. And I was in tune to that. And that's what kind of threw me a loop so so much in the medical field because I was, I could see energy in the body. I could see where people were sick. I could feel their emotions. I was taking all of this on, which all of this is energy. I just didn't have a word for it. I didn't know what that was. So it was there my whole life. I was, you know, energetically attuned my whole life. I just didn't know what that was or what that meant until I discovered really the human design and gene keys aspect of things. Yeah. Okay. I really want to get deeper into the human design and gene keys. Of course, we're going to absolutely yeah. do that today. But one thing I do have to ask you about, you said that you are, you did pediatric oncology, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Chil- like cancer in children? Yes. Is that right? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, and just what you just said right there about the, you're kind of taking on a pe- what people were going through and you can yeah. kind of see the energy in their body. Like, so you are, I can't even imagine that, that oh. honestly is breaking my heart. Just thinking about that. I was a literal emotional wreck pretty much the entire time that I was in nursing because I, especially with the kids, because I love kids. Right. And it's like, when you can, you're not just, when you're, when you're working with kids, you're not just working with the kids, you're working with their entire family because their whole family is there. And a lot of times these kids are living in the hospital for periods of time. And so you're with the whole family. So all of the energetics, the intensity of the family and the hurting, the physical pain, the emotional pain, all of that. I didn't even, I was like, am I insane? Like, cause I would just start feeling all of these things that were not mine. Right. And then like, I thought I was having cancer, right? Like all these crazy things because I was so highly empathic and I didn't know that I was taking on their energy, right? I thought I was going crazy, but that was the thing that made me curious because Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I know I'm not crazy. 
I know like XYZ test came back totally normal. So what is going on here? There has got to be something else. And that's really what like spurred my curiosity of there has to be something beyond like the physical event. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I actually grew up very much engaged in this conversation because my mom is all about this and she always has been. She also grew up from in a very religious household. Um, not a very well off household either. It was like a two bedroom house, 11 kids It like on a farm. Uh, we have the best family ever, but like definitely like a religious upbringing. And, sure. and my mom really, I mean, I think my mom considers herself spiritual, but she doesn't quite align the same way with the religion that she did when she was a kid. Sure. And, but always has felt something with energetics. And when we moved to Asia, I lived for 18 years in Asia. And so I, you know, th- they do things differently over there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> completely differently over there. So I've been, I've been exposed to the idea of energetics and, and, and just like a different form of spirituality for such a long time that I always yeah. thought that was normal. And then I came back to the States oh. and everyone thought that was so freaking weird. Wow. <laughs> yes. I so I had the opposite experience. But then I feel like in recent years, it's like coming out again. It's more mainstream than it ever has been. And so it's kind of lovely watching that because I thought I had to like hide that side of myself. Like, thank goodness my husband's like open-minded. And even though he's not into these things, he like really supports that I am. Do you know what I mean? He's like cool with it. Yeah. But like he doesn't, this is so like not weird for him, but he just doesn't grasp it the way that I do. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, it really isn't a me. I'm not obviously as well versed as you are in human design or gene keys. Of course not. I'm, I've known about human design, I think only for about a year. Okay. But gene keys, you're the one who introduced me to gene keys. I had never even heard of those cool. before. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? Can you share a little bit more about what? What, what human design is and what gene keys are? Yes. So they go really hand in hand together. I like to say human design is like the map and, and gene keys is like the DPS in a way. Mm. And so human design is literally our energetic blueprint, which is who we were designed to be in, in any area of life. You can look at any area of life. It's like who you were designed to be with your strengths in this world. So the the premise is when we just learn to live from our strengths and work with the flow of energy rather than in resistance to it, we can have the most success in life, right? Success, happiness, ease, love, et cetera, whatever it is that we desire. Things will be in alignment, which means it will be useful. Gene Keys goes so beautifully with that because as well as with all of these areas of our life that we can look at, it shows us in these particular areas when we are in our superpower in our light state, what is that? And then it shows us when we are out of alignment, also known as you might hear it in your shadow, quote unquote, right? When you're in your lower vibrational state, what that is in that particular area of your life. Then it shows you exactly what your spiritual gift is that bridges the gap between when you're in your shadow to get back into your superpower. So this is freaking game changer for life because how often do we spiral and get into these guilt and shame cycles and make something such a huge thing because we don't have the clarity around it. This allows us to take all the emotional charge out of it, all the guilt, the shame, the blah, blah, blah that we go into. It just takes it out and we're just able to see, oh, I'm just in my lower vibrational state right now. Here's exactly what I do to switch out of that and get into my light state. So if we think about that, if we're able to rapidly shift our state to live in alignment, 
um, how much greater is every area of our life going to be? Yeah. Exponentially greater. Yeah. I love this. So is this how you support your clients? Are you essentially like, you know, their human design, you know, their gene key and you're, are you coaching them through a variety of life experiences, business experiences? How do you work with clients with, with, with these concepts? Yes. Everything is custom tailored because every single person has a unique energetic blueprint. You are never going to have the same human design and gene keys as someone else. Wow. You're going you're to have the same type as someone because there's five main types, for example. You might have a similar profile line as somebody, but every single thing you see on your chart is unique to you. All the numbers, the signs, the symbols, that's you. Right. So again, your type, you're going to have similar types as other people, but the, we have to look way beyond type and look at the totality of who you are. Right. Yeah. And what that, and what that looks like across all these other areas of your life. So yeah. So I look at the human design, the gene keys. We also look at it. You know, I have my own methodology I created too around spiritual gifting and, and superpowers. And we look at all of that together to see who are you truly in your full innate brilliance. And then we again, unlearn anything that's not you. And we master the pieces that are you so you can thrive in every area of your life. And everything is interconnected. So it's not just one thing, right? A lot of people come to me for business and we end up talking about every single asset of their life because it's all interconnected. Wow. I mean, this, I'm I'm sure this is not how you would describe the work that you do, but as someone who does, who goes to therapy every week, I'm like, this sounds like therapy on steroids. (laughs) This is like the next level, like deep dive. (laughs) Well, what's so cool about it, because I was, you know, I was a therapist and I, you know, I left traditional therapy, right? Uh, Because I felt like you could only go so far until you kind of hit a wall. And the cool thing, and the reason for that is because we don't have the clarity to know what to do next or how to release something or to move through something. That's why we think talking it out is going to help solve the problem. And sometimes it does, but not always. And that's where the cool thing about human design and gene keys comes in is it shows us point blank in this blueprint exactly what the clarity is that we need. We just need to know how to interpret it, right? It's a very right. convoluted system. So that's why working with someone, whether that's myself or another qualified human design expert is huge because they can help you interpret these things that otherwise you wouldn't have clarity on. So it's like, you know, people could spend 10 years in therapy trying to figure something out. And in one session together, we can boom, come to the clarity. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful. amazing. Yeah. That is so powerful. So powerful. Um, okay. We're obviously going to dive deeper into this. We're going to talk about how this applies to your marketing and content strategy. And I'm yeah. so excited. This is going to be so juicy. But before we get there, we got to spill some tea. Are you excited to spill some tea? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amazing. So if you could, get, I mean, you're, you've been in business for seven years, I think you said. Yes. If we could go back in time seven years ago, is there any kind of a warning you'd give yourself? Like do this thing earlier or mm. start this thing, you know, don't do this thing, or especially as it comes to building your business. Is there any, some, anything that you felt feel like you learned the hard way that you might be open to avoiding if you were to do it all again? <laughs> yes, a couple of things. I'll give an answer from a strategy place as well as like an energetic place. Love so strategy-wise, I would have started building my list from day one. Oh my God. It's so true. Yes. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yes. even know in the very beginning. Granted, about like six months in is when I started, which is still you know early enough. But yeah. I wish I would have known from day one how important it is to not just... I was providing a ton of value just for free, not capturing anything. Right? And then it's like, oh, okay. That would have been really helpful if I would have had that in place from day one yeah. and, and continue to nurture that day on 
you know, to now. That would have been something I would have definitely changed from the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And energetically is the essence of not just following what your business coaches and mentors are telling you. For me, granted, I already was a human design expert at this point, but I didn't, I wasn't even at that point as a newbie business owner, I wasn't following my design in business yet because the only reason is because I thought, well, I'm a brand new entrepreneur. I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. Obviously, I need to follow people that are telling me things that they know to be true because they've lived it. They're experienced entrepreneurs. So that's the thing where I I denied what I knew in my intuition to be true, which was a huge mistake. It cost me a lot. Granted, I I quickly, you know, learned to come back to myself, but if I would change something, it would have been just following my design and business from day one and not giving my power away. Those are both such great lessons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can relate to that. I, I mean, with the with the business coaching one, for me, I I wasn't familiar with human design, of course, but I remember feeling for the longest time that I couldn't do anything until I got like permission from my mm-hmm. business coach or something. It was like really strange. I just felt like I just knew nothing. Even years in, I was mm-hmm. so I just did not trust myself at all. Yeah. And and not that not to say that like a hundred percent of the time when you follow your gut, it's gonna work out exactly the way you you see it. But right. it it's for for whatever reason, there's always a path like a clearer path when you make your own decisions. Like I can even yeah. if I fall, I know I can pick myself up again and like keep going. But it's like when I quote unquote failed or stumbled with the help of a business coach, I didn't trust myself to pick myself back up again either. It was so it just really trip me up. So I've had to learn that several times. I think I still am learning that sometimes to be honest. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a continual reminder because it, we're so quick to put someone else on a pedestal and be so in awe of their brilliance, thinking that they know better than us. And we just have to come back to ourselves. And while they might be totally brilliant and have the best, you know, purest heart for, for what they're sharing with us, they still aren't us. They yeah. don't know the things that we innately know by our own inner compass. So coming back to that is really powerful. That's beautiful. What is your, speaking of email list growth, what is your favorite way to grow your email list? You know, lately it's been through collaborations and joint, like joint venture partnerships of sharing, you know, you know, your audience with someone else's audience yeah. that, that is a combined audience, basically, or you serve the same people essentially just in different ways. Um, that has been so fun. Um, before that, it was just, you know, very organic and or through, um, Facebook ads, you know, running to, you know, running to an opt in. Um, but I found the best, like most qualified, like soulmate type of clients that come through have actually been through the joint collaborations. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have a favorite collaboration that you're like, ooh, that like, usually I, I like to do this, like bundles or anything like that. Or is it just kind of, it's, it, it's, there's been some variety. Bundles are so fun because you get to share, you you get to share your audience with more than just one person. And it's like such gold, which is super cool. But I also think there's so much power in really strategic partnerships with somebody who can equally help your audience as much as you just in a totally different genre, perhaps in a different way. Those are so powerful because it creates such a deep no like, and trust factor that like you've built your audience. And so for you to say, I trust this person, they immediately trust them too. And it's just such a beautiful energy. Yes. What's an example for you as a, for a strategic partnership? Is it like kind of like referrals or is it something different than that? 
Yes. Referrals are have been a huge part of my business. I think there is nothing better than amazing referral partnerships. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Do you also have you, do you speak a lot in other communities? Is that something that you lean into? I do. I love it. It's so, you never, you know, you just never know what your message, even if they, you never get a client out of it, right? Moving into it, the energy of, I just want to powerfully serve because I know what I have to give is going to be a value. If somebody just takes a piece of free information and changes their life, how freaking rewarding is that? For me, that's so rewarding, right? So yeah, the opportunity to do that is, is amazing. Yeah. And I also find that it's interesting, especially with opportunities like that, speaking in front of other audiences, like every once in a while, someone will come to me and be like, oh, I learned about you from so-and-so. And and they named this talk I did like years ago that I didn't even remember I did. And, and, and on the one hand, I remember like this happened recently. And I remember that talk. It was like a very small room, a virtual room of people, and I remember afterwards feeling this was kind of early on. I don't feel this way ever anymore. But in, early on, I was like, oh, I like didn't have that hour and no one mm-hmm. bought from me. And I was feeling like kind of down uh, about it. Yeah. And it's so it's so interesting because those people like they if if you kind of like put that to the side and just show up to to give value and 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 share the message that you spent so much time creating yeah. It will come back to you. It doesn't always come back Definitely. to you in the way that you maybe want it to in that moment, but like it will come yeah. back to you. And I, I love that about collaborating. Yes. <laughs> I find it so Agreed. important for this, for that reason. So anyways, I'm glad that you're leaning into that. Um, okay. If you were challenged to have a, a, a brand new client in five days, what would you do? to sign that client. And you could say anything here. You could say, hmm. I, I, I have a go-to sales email that I'd send to my list, or I would ask for referral hmm. or a- anything that you feel like if there's a point where you're like, okay, you know, it'd be really jazzy <laughs> to have a client in five days. Is there something that you would put yourself out to specifically to do? Mm. So for me, knowing my energetics and what works for me as a projector in human design is asking definitely for referrals. That is the path of least resistance, you know, going through people that have already had an amazing transformation with you. Yeah. Or the other go-to thing would be creating something really beautiful. Like maybe I, you know, do a live training or something like this. Right. And I just powerfully serve just for my passion. And then I just have a light call to action. Right. If, if you would love more of this XYZ, join this, right? Or whatever it is where it's super simple. It's, it's just me serving powerfully, giving people a taste of what they could experience. And if they want it, they come in. Right. And that's, that's really the beauty of it. It's not forcing. It's not this like, you know, grabby energy Um, for other types that might work well. But for me um, as a projector, it doesn't. Ooh, good answer. So you really come back to your human design yes, and to make that decision on what would be the best way to do that for you. Yeah. I love that. Do you, so you had mentioned one way is to, to connect with someone who's already worked with you or you had a beautiful experience. Is that something that's like part of how you've grown your business? Like is referral marketing a big part of, of how you've grown your business? It's been the largest part of how I've grown my business. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think people really underestimate referral. Like I think people Thank hear you. that and they like roll their eyes like, oh no, I, like, I need something fancier or I need something like I need a funnel. <laughs> and it's like referrals are such gold. <laughs> they are literal gold. I will literally, I will literally say like the first like three to four years of my business was strictly referral based. Like yeah. I did not 
do any paid marketing. I barely did any organic marketing, like at all. I did nothing like zero and had a full booked out business with wait lists of people I'm still serving now. So especially in the beginning when you maybe, you maybe don't have the budget or you don't have the, the knowledge of how to, you know, grow things or run Facebook ads or things like that. Referrals is the path of least resistance. Serve people so powerfully that they want to tell other people about you. Yes. I'm really hearing, it's like, you're really focusing on the work you're doing for them. Right. And I feel like that's a mistake people, like they're so focused on when to ask for the referral that they're not focusing on the work they're doing and the results they're delivering. And I'm like, no, if you focus on that, that's going to just happen by itself. Like, (laughs) yep. hundred percent. Do you have any other, like, do you, I mean, I get this might be human design specific, so feel free to let me know if that's the case, but do you have, for anyone listening who does struggle with the referral thing, do you Mm. have any tips for them? Like, like, is there a certain way that you like to reach out? Do you like to do it over email? Do you prefer to do voice memos or anything Mm. that you would suggest for anyone who feels nervous about that? Yeah, I love actually doing video, like a video or a voice memo. Just the reason for that is I want people to be able to feel my heart and feel my energy, which sometimes gets lost in translation in a, just in like a a text message, right? Like whether it's an email or like a, a Facebook message or something like that. So I love just, and just not like scripting it just from the heart. Like, what do I, like, what do, what did I love about working with this particular person and the results that I helped them achieve? And is there anybody in their life that they know could really love that too, or be at a place where they would, would want that. And it's just simple. It's, there's literally no pressure at all. You're literally just offering to serve in a powerful way. Um, and the thing that I've also noticed too, though, is that when you really do create like unparalleled levels of results for people, you don't even have to ask for referrals. They're referring you left and right. So going back to what you said too, master your craft, stay in your own lane, and you will have referrals out the wazoo. I promise you. That's so true. That's so true. Also, video. Do you use an app for that? Like, is that like an email, a video sent through email? Or where is that video coming nope, from? That I just record, cool. just record it on my iPhone and then just send the video. Yep. Super simple. Oh my God. I love, I love how not fancy it is. It's like anyone, everyone, we can do this. (laughs) I am not a techie person. The easiest thing is what I'm going to do. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Where's your favorite space to create content? Like I I know you're about to start a podcast. Mm. Do you, are you a podcast person? Are you a blog person? Are you on social? Where's your favorite place to create Mm. content for people? Well, moving forward, I have been, so my podcast is launching next month, but I've already recorded a bunch of things, right? Which I'm so excited. That's been so lighting me up. But prior to that, it was blogging. I loved blogging. I know it's like, so like, you know, 2017 now, but I loved it. I still do it. I still do. I love it. I love writing. I love like just the written word and expression. Um, so that's always been a powerful place to me to be able to express without feeling the attachment of some sort of outcome to it. Yeah. Versus, for example, if I'm writing like a newsletter email to my list, I feel almost like I, it, like there has to be some sort of sales component. Um, and so if I just blog and then send that to my list, it feel, it just feels better to me. And maybe that's a projector thing, right? Um, but, but I think, you know, do what feels good for you. Yes. I, and again, this could come up in there when we talk about human design and content, but are, do you, as a projector, even let's even talk about your type specifically, are you, cause what I know from a projector, I have a friend, Kendall Cherry. Do you know who Kendall is? I don't. Oh, you, I think you'd like her. She's a projector as well. And she talks a lot about like 
uh, she, I, I'm not going to put words in her mouth because I'm sure I'm going to explain it wrong, but she tells a lot of stories and she, and, and for her, she's like, that feels the mm-hmm. best for me. Is that, so are your blogs very story-based? Do you share, like, how do you decide what you share in your blogs? It's like 99% of the time stems from a conversation I've had with a client, ah. um, or like a theme that I'm seeing come up in the collective, right? Or even if just, if it's a theme among people I know, it doesn't even have to be clients, right? Things that I'm seeing as themes coming up or really potent conversations that come up that I know so many other people are probably in the same dilemma or have been or will be at some point. Yeah. And then addressing it and then addressing it from from that place. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. We're going to talk more about that. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Last question from Spill the Tea. When you're feeling nervous or anxious about something inside of your business, is there something specific that you do to get out of your funk and get out of your way? Yes. Immediately I have to shift my energy, which for me means like shifting my literal energetic state. So I will have to get out of the the room that I'm in. For example, like if I'm in my office, I have to physically leave my house, like go outside, usually in nature. I live in Florida by the water. So I love going to the beach um, and like, or like walking or working out something where I am literally moving the energy through my body. And I will even do like a, kind of like a prayer, like spiritual command, whatever you want to call it. And I'll be like, okay, I speak to the energy or anxiety that I'm feeling in my body right now. I declare that it leaves my body now. I'm energetically unavailable for this. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. And then I just walk, right. Or work out or like go by the water. And I just let it, even if, especially if I'm by the water, which is literally like in my backyard, I just literally kind of visualize like the water is like sucking out all of my anxiety and just like recycling it back to love. I love that. But I love the statement you just said, I'm energetic. No, I'm energetically unavailable for this. Is that what you said? Yep. I'm literally going to write that on something and like plaster it on the wall in front of me. (laughs) Yes. It's it's a powerful command, right? When you're commanding, I am energetically unavailable for this. It's like, like okay, yeah. then it then it leaves. You know, I like, can already feel that in my bones when you say yeah, that. It's right? insane. It's powerful. That's so freaking powerful. So you can, I mean, literally, like I can even see myself walking on stage for a speaking event and being yeah. so freaking nervous for yeah. it, and instead just be like, no, like I'm. I'm energetically unavailable for the nerves, but I am here for the excitement and the passion for what I'm yes. about to share. <laughs> yes. And you can even say something like, I declare over the anxiety that it be transmuted to excitement. Ooh. Right? Like you're commanding what you want your energy to do. It's really, it's life-changing. <laughs> Everyone write that down. I'm going to tattoo that on my forehead. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love this. So good. Okay. We have to dive into human design, gene keys, and content and marketing and all the things. Um, you've already talked to us about what human design is and Mm -hmm. how, and, and gene keys and, and how we can use them, uh, inside of our life. Now, a lot of the people on this episode or on this podcast in general are working on crafting memorable message and memorable marketing in general. Can we use human design to do that? And if so, how? Absolutely. <laughs> and it is going to make you so much more magnetic and potent if you do. And so 
there are, I haven't literally a whole course on every way you can do this, oh, wow. but if we're, cause there's so many different aspects of your chart and your profile that you can leverage in your marketing. Yeah. But what, for the path of least resistance here, you know, on the podcast, if people are listening, if you want to look at your chart, if you don't have your chart and you've never pulled it, you can do so um, at danielle-laura.com slash human design chart. Oh my God. You can just enter your info and it will populate your chart for you. And then what we're going to be talking about right now is type and profile. So you'll see underneath it will say type and it'll give you one of five types. Um, and then profile, it'll give you two numbers. It'll be like two, four, one, three, three, six, you know, whatever it is. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about right now. So if you want to pause and go get that and then listen, so it could be the most helpful. That will be, that will be good. Oh my gosh. So wait, it's type and profile, right? So my profile yep. is five, two. That's like what the numbers you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I actually checked before we started this conversation. Perfect. So I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Amazing. So first of all, in your marketing, when in your message, really anything, like whether you're, you know, whether you're going to be selling something or not, right? It doesn't matter. Like when you know the superpowers of your type and your profile lines and know how to work with that, it's going to be good. Okay. So let's go into that. So let's start with generators. Generators are um, the most common type of the five types. And I call generators the magnetic creators. They have this amazing defined sacral center. So they have all of this creative energy and they're here to provide solutions, very tangible solutions for people. So when you think about in your marketing standpoint, what is a simple solution that you can help people solve right now? It could be a quick tip, so to speak, right? It could be, it could be a series of things that you're going to teach them, but you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You don't have to come up with something out of nothing. It's just, what do people want that you know how to solve with your brilliance and you solve it? Oh. Really easy. So easy. I love how you just like outlined that. It's just so like, yeah. yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. It gets to be simple. Um, and then we'll go to manifesting generators. That's what I am. You're a manifesting generator. Okay. So you guys are what I call the multi-passionate geniuses of the world. You have all of these talents and passions and abilities, usually that you're trying to pursue all at the same time. And <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I wish I had those kind of creative energies. Um, and it's awesome. But what can happen sometimes in business and your messaging is that sometimes it can just be all over the place. <laughs> and which on one hand, you're actually designed to speak to multiple things and speak to your multi-passionate self. But you want to have that umbrella where you're bringing it back to, right? So whatever your business is, right? Like you want to bring it back. You might talk about different aspects of the things that you're passionate about and that you teach, but you want to remember to bring it back to the umbrella of what you're doing in the first place, right? So yeah. just that little reminder of like, what is it, what are we coming back to here? Right. Um, and, and, but allowing yourself to be the multi-passionate person that you are, what is it that's lighting you up that you want to talk about? That's what's going to be the most magnetic for you. When you stifle that and you feel like you have to fit yourself into a box, that's when things are going to fall flat and not necessarily resonate with people. So yeah, be your passionate self, talk about all the things, but also just bring it back to the main thing too. I freaking love this. And I can so, I mean, it's, it's so, it's interesting this conversation happening in this moment because I used to be a social media agency. And now in recent years, I, I do marketing in general. A lot of Got messaging. It. It's not just social media. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I've been 
like I I think because I'm in transition from not just talking about social media to talking about kind of a bigger topic, it's a less specific topic. And so now that I'm in this less specific topic that I do feel really good in, I need to be in this less specific topic. I'm having a hard time remembering to bring it back to the point. Uh, or I'm yeah. just talking about the wrong point because I'm like in transition. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. why do I keep bringing it back to social media? That's not the point. So it's interesting you talking about this. It's like I'm redefining my umbrella right now. And it's really hard because I am so freaking excited about so many parts of marketing. <laughs> and it's like, I want to like be the expert on all of them. And it's like the point I keep having to remind myself, it's come back to the point where what's the point? So all that to say, I help people with their messaging yeah. and I, this is helpful to me. You know what Good, I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm like an expert at this. And yeah. also like I am a ma- manifesting generator. Like this is how my brain works. And so I, can you yeah. still use what you're talking about to bring, to center myself in my content? So it's just like yes. a good reminder for people to really listen to this because you, yeah. know, you just spoke to me very clearly. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay. So then we have manifestors and manifestors are who, what I call the innovative trailblazers. They're really here to just blaze their own trail, do things that haven't really been done before necessarily, or take an entirely different spin to something that has been done in a totally innovative way. So when it comes to your messaging, your marketing, speak to that, speak to your out of the box way of thinking, speak to your signature method that maybe nobody else has, right? Or your unique hot take on something that might be totally different from someone else. Let yourself stand out. You're not meant to fit in. You're meant to blaze the trail, right? So just freaking own that. Oh, I love that. I love that. I wonder what my husband is. He sounds like he might be a manifesto. (laughs) Oh yeah. You'll have to see. (laughs) Um, so then we have projectors. And as we were talking about earlier, like I'm a projector, projectors are the intuitive guides, the visionaries of the world. So they are here to literally just guide, right? We are not here to like, you know, reinvent the wheel or initiate all of these things. We are here to be the powerful seer of things that other people can't and guide them accordingly. So in your marketing and in your messaging, just speak to the things that you see that probably nobody else is seeing. What is the unique perspective that you have on something or the way that you do something that can be so powerful that to you is the common sense, but to somebody else, it could be groundbreaking, right? Projectors have this amazing wisdom that they often don't share because they think it's just, oh, everybody knows that. But no, in reality, they don't. It can be really groundbreaking. So really just let yourself speak to those things. Even if they seem, you know, quote, weird or unconventional or whatever, that's what makes it so special. Because it's a perspective that other people aren't seeing. Oof, I love that. I love it. Is that all of them? Or is, we have is one more. more? Oh, I thought so. Okay. Yes. And then we have reflectors. And so reflector, reflectors, is, um, I call them the mystical mirrors because they are literally here to be a mirror and a reflection to whoever they're around. So because reflectors can work with pretty much anybody, right? And be a really powerful mirror to that. In your messaging and your marketing, it's really important to speak to the things that you're seeing, right? Across different types of people, give case studies, give examples, give stories. When you can show them that they can see themselves and what it is that you're sharing, it creates that instant magnetism for you. Yes. So for me, what I'm hearing is like, of course, like I'm a manifesting generator, so I can also share case studies and all these things. But what you're saying is these are the things that are just going to so probably so naturally, like they're going to be easiest for you to share. Is that right? 
Exactly. It's just the path of least resistance, the things that are going to almost feel too easy. Like, I can't share that. That's too simple. No, that's the thing that's so easy for you to share because it's it's from the most potent place within you. Yes. So if there's anyone on here listening, feeling, oh, I really struggle with consistency or I really struggle with sticking to content creation or coming up with ideas or anything like that, like if they can find out what they do and apply what you're saying here, that's kind of, that can be an in that can kind of get you started, right? Definitely. Ooh, I love this. Now I'm curious about energy too, because I sound for me, I I seem to remember from Kendall talking about being a projector, like she was mentioning how her energy around her work. And I'm not sure if this is, she's just speaking from her personal experience or in general as a projector, but she was like, I need a lot more rest and downtime Mm -hmm. and kind of like being a little more disconnected from the business. Whereas me, I can kind of find it really hard to turn off. Yes. So is that, I, I would imagine like using this to also understand like how you're operating within the business yes. will also be helpful. Yes. Let's go there. So she was, she's totally spot on. That is a projector thing. Projectors, the reason for that is projectors do not have a defined sacral center. And our sacral center is where we produce our creative energy. So projectors energy comes in ebbs and flows. So for example, for me, most projectors, I'll just speak, you know, for myself here, there's only about a seven to 10 day window out of the month where I actually feel creative and have the energy to create things. So I have to have a very unconventional schedule because I have to leverage those seven to 10 days to pretty much do all of the work for the entire month, because that's the only time I have the energy to do it. The rest of the month, I'm just maintaining, I call it expansion mode and maintenance mode. So there's about seven to 10 days out of the month where I'm in expansion mode. And then the rest, I'm in maintenance mode where I'm just maintaining what's already been created. I'm just powerfully showing up for my clients. Everything's scheduled out. The content's ready to go so that I'm leveraging my energy in the highest capacity. Oh, I love that. And so if you're a projector and you're listening, you're like, oh my God, yes, there's days where I just feel brain dead and I have no energy. That's real. That's very real. Projectors are actually not designed to be consistent because we do not have consistent access to that energy. So projectors, in terms of like strategy of your business and how you're operating things, you have to be unconventional about it. You get to trust your energetic pulls when you're in your high wave, work extra hours that day. When you're in your low wave and you can't work that day, don't work if, if that's possible for you, right? If you can get to the point where you can literally trust your ebbs and flows, your life will be massively different. Your business will be exponentially more successful. For a projector, do they, are you, are you aware of which are the seven to 10 days when you're, when you don't have as much energy? Do they surprise you? <laughs> you, you totally know because you, you have the creative foresight or you don't, right? So it's like, usually it's consecutive, not always, but you know, like yeah. 99% of the time, at least for me, it's consecutive. And most of my projector clients, it's consecutive. They're like, yeah, I'm in my highway this week. Like, yeah, I'm on the ball. I got it. Um, but you're going to know because you're going to have it or not. And this is different. This is very different from the energy of like resistance, right? Like mm-hmm. when we're resisting something that we want to do, cause maybe it's going to, you know, put us in an, you know, a, a quantum leap or like an up level. It's very different for projectors. We just inherently intuitively know, oh, I totally have the creative ideas for this right now. I totally have the energy to just work an extra two hours versus the days where we're like crickets in the brain. Like I got nothing. Wow. Right? And so just trust that. Yeah. So do the other types like the generator and manifesting generator manifestors and the reflector, do they tend to have more 
energy than the projectors? Yes. So then if we're talking about generators, so generators and manifesting generators, you guys both have that divine sacral center. So you always have access to the energy. You guys can go, 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 go. As long as it's lighting you up and you're excited about it, you have endless amounts of energy. Wow. But when you do something that you are not lit up about, you're going to realize you don't have the energy for it and you're going to get depleted and you're going to get burned out. And so over time for generator and manifesting generator types, if you've gone so long doing things that don't light you out, don't light you up, you're going to experience burnout, like extreme burnout. But the cool thing is your superpower is that if you're lit up about what you do, you're not going to feel burnout because it's fueling you. It's like this invitation, like you, you want to do it. Yeah. Right. And so when you're structuring your business generators and manifesting generators, it's going to be good to have certain days where you, I would suggest, I always suggest for generators, generator types, which means also manifesting generators, that you have a solid two days off a week, completely off. Because even though you have all of this creative energy, you want to have time to refuel that energy outside of an outcome. Yeah. Right. And so if you have those like solid two days off a week where you have nothing on your counter, you are just pursuing what lights you up, hobbies, passions, whatever outside of your business, then those other days you're going to be so lit up and so excited and so nourished that you're killing it at what you're doing. I was just going to say that because I think myself and a lot of my clients or people listening to this podcast, because I'm lucky to, I have a lot of conversations with people who listen. So I'm aware that a lot of them feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. And I also know they are very passionate about the work that they do. So yeah. I feel like what's happening, I, I was actually going to ask, was like, could we be on a, like unaligned with the work we're doing or something like that? Mm-hmm. But and may, maybe for some that's possible, but it also sounds like it could be the way we're doing it. Like, like, you know, there's, I definitely do not take two days off. I don't even know what that feels like. (laughs) Exactly. You're totally right. It could be that maybe what you're, what you're doing, even though you're passionate about it, are you just working from like maybe a zone of excellence versus a zone of genius, perhaps, right? Like, even though you're amazing at it, are you excited about it? Right. Then there's going to be a shift there. If you're not actually excited about it, that's probably contributing to the burnout. But also, are you taking breaks? Like, are you nourishing? It's not even about like taking breaks. It's more about in the time you're not working, are you nourishing your passions? Yeah. Or not. Most business owners are not. (laughs) Most entrepreneurs are not. So that's a big piece of it. Having that unrestricted time that's just dedicated to you, especially if you're a service-based business owner, you're the service. So you have to nourish you so you can keep giving to your business, no matter what type you are. That's huge. That sounds huge. I mean, like I can see where that would be quite life-changing in your bit. You know, I think I'm currently kind of burnt out a little bit. Like I think I pushed myself a little bit too hard last year. I got really excited about some things. This this sounds so manifesting generator of me. (laughs) But I just like, I just couldn't unplug and I just kept going and adding more things and I couldn't turn myself off, to be honest. And, And I'm feeling that now. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very, I have some resistance about doing some of those things again this year, right? Yeah. So when it comes to our marketing strategies, this does sound like we we can really use this information to also choose the marketing strategies that we lean into. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yes. And that that's huge because if you know, for example, like, I mean, this even goes into like launch strategies and things like this yeah. too, right? It's like, for example, like generators and manifesting generators do better with shorter launch times, shorter strategy times. The reason for that is because you have that defined sacral center, you get super, super excited in the moment right now and you want quick results. If you don't see the results that you want in the time that you thought it was going to take, 
then you get defeated and almost don't want to do it anymore. And then you're on to the next thing. So you sometimes don't give yourself enough time to actually like have the success that you want. So shorter, quicker to the point, like launches and things like this are going to be way better for you because your energy can get totally on board, wrap the people up, and then you cut it off and you serve powerfully, right? Versus projectors or reflectors who do not have a defined sacral center we need a lot of spaciousness, right? Spaciousness to probably pre-plan our entire launch, pre-schedule content, or at least get the majority of things done. Because when the launch day comes, we might not have the energy to do it, right? We don't know what our wave is going to be. So prepping things in advance is really the way to go. And then for manifestors, you really can do pretty much whatever you want um, as long as you are following your intuition. If you feel like you want to have a more spacious launch or more time to do things, cool, do that. There's going to be a seasons of life for you where you're like, boom, boom, two days, 48 hour window, cart closed. Cool. <laughs> right. The biggest thing is you're just trusting whatever feels true for you in that moment. Oh, okay. I love this. Gosh, that's so, didn't even think to think about like, use this to, to identify how long your launch strategy is. Like that's bananas. Yeah. Um, what about picking the format of the launch too? Would that be impacted? Mm, like yes. I, I, I do a lot of webinars, yes. for example. I don't know if that's the best choice for me. That's just what I do. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Are your webinars live or recorded? Live. Okay. Amazing. So for manifesting generators, I always recommend doing things live with the ability to record it for evergreen content later. Mm-hmm. So you're maximizing, you're, you're utilizing the potency of your live energy, but you can maximize it again and again and again later on, which is really cool. So manifesting generators and generators do really well live because you have that sacral energy that's excited. So like when you're pumped up and you're ready and you're excited to deliver something, live is so magnetic for you. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. How would that shift for projectors and reflector? I feel like that would be like a different experience altogether. (laughs) Projectors and reflectors, I always recommend pre-recorded or pre-scheduled content. The reason for that is you want to schedule it or record it when you're in your high wave and you're excited and you have the energy. Um, that way you have it all done and ready to go so that you can sustain a healthy launch without burnout. And it doesn't mean that you can't go live. You can, right? You can have your pre-recorded and pre-scheduled stuff. And if you're feeling excited and you want to throw something in extra, go live too, but also have the stuff there so that it's just way more easeful when you're in launch mode. Ooh, I love this. Um, What about like, I'm thinking as well, like with between email launches and video launches, like are certain types better for video versus just doing it over email? Mm, yes. So as a generalized whole, I believe everyone thrives in video because your energy and your, your vibration is felt and heard, right? If you could hear your voice and see your expressions and feel you, it's always more magnetic regardless of your type. But to this, I would also say more so um, from an energetic perspective, what do you feel the most comfortable with? You have to feel comfortable because energy doesn't lie. If you're feeling uncomfortable, if if going live scares the daylights out of you, you're probably not going to show up in your full magnetism because you're going to be anxiety ridden right? So if you know writing is just so much easier and better for you and feels, you can feel more powerful and confident in that, then do that, right? Even beyond just design type, it really goes back to energetically what's going to allow you to feel the most confident and powerful so that you're received in the best way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is beautiful. We have talked about content. We have talked about marketing 
in particular launch strategy, which I found literally like mic drop worthy. Can we shift gears and talk about community building? Yeah. Because I feel like that, this is, that's a huge thing on this podcast. I talk about building relationships all the freaking time. It's, I think it's so massively important. And I yes. also sometimes, and now I'm understanding it could be depending on their type where they might have some resistance to that. I get a lot of, some people are so gung ho about it and just like dive in head first into community building. And some people get real, have a lot of resistance around it, get really nervous about communicating with people online, like all kinds of things. Yeah. How do our type, how do our choices around community building vary for the types? Yes. So if you're a generator, right, or a manifesting generator, because you guys have that defined sacral center, community building of having like a community, maybe a Facebook group, for example, or something where you're showing up on a consistent basis, whether that's weekly or every day, even sometimes people are, have all the energy, like that's amazing. Whatever it is for you, those things work really well for you because you have the energy to sustain it and you get really excited about it. Yeah. Um, for projectors or reflectors, because they need so much spaciousness and because your, your energy ebbs and flows, building community would look like something where you have more scheduled times in which they know they're going to hear from you mm -hmm. rather than just unlimited amounts of like any time. Right. So if you have a, a community, for example, you might say, you know, every Tuesday at 2 PM, I'll show up live or every week you're going to get a, a, a secret podcast from me. That way you don't have like a, a specific day or time necessarily, but you know, when you're in your high wave, you can create something to give to them, to nurture them, but it doesn't have to be in real time either. But having just the, the pre, pre-scheduled consistency is going to be best for projectors and reflectors. And then manifestors can really do a combination of any of the things because they just, they just get to trust their energy in the moment. Right. And, and they can do, they can do anything really. Um, so it's a matter of what feels the best for them in community building. Do they want to have a really forefront presence? Do they want to be more behind the scenes? For example, like, are you going to be the person, if you're a manifesting generator, you're probably going to want to go live in your Facebook group and like share a quick training because you just had an epic workout and then you have this idea and now you want to share about it. So you literally, you know, with your, with your greasy workout hair are going to like go on live and just talk about it because it's real for you in the moment, right? That would totally be an alignment for you versus maybe a projector has, you know, sees all of these beautiful, um, journal prompts that could really help someone get a transformation. So they create it in a workbook and they drop that to their group, for example, right? Feeling into what, what feels true for you in those moments of what your energy can sustain is really going to be the biggest thing. I, sorry. Keep going. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I'm really, I'm like having a lot of light bulb moments around things, like explanations around some of my behavior, which I find really fascinating. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, and, and like, honestly, if I interrupted you on that point, I was going to kind of shift gears and ask a different question. So just make no, sure. No, you're fine. That you're okay. good. <laughs> I nurture communities in several different ways. Like I, I'm on social media. I have an email list. I do live calls. I also have a text list. And I think for me, considering the type of person that I am, like that all works for me. And then certain people, some of that is like, holy shit. No, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. No. And then some of it's like, oh, maybe I could do that. You know what I mean? Really all, it really does sound like what I'm taking away is there are so many ways to build community. I think as business owners, yes. we can all agree community building is so freaking important. And when you know your type, you can really take that type, understand the qualities of your type, and then look at this large menu of ways to build a community and just, and see which one fits with 
your energy. Is that right? Yes. And to go even one step deeper in that beyond just type, this is where your profile numbers are going to come into play because this shows your superpowers around community and building and what, what is inherently a strength for you. Wow. So there are six numbers. So you'll see on your profile, there's two numbers. Yours is five, two, I think you said. Yep. Okay, cool. So let's just briefly go through the superpowers of each number, right? In your profile. I can't wait. So, yes, yes. Okay. So if you have a one in one of your two numbers, right? If one of your two numbers is a one, you are the investigator. You are the type of person that is all about mastery and getting to the core. So in your community building or in your messaging, really, for that matter, you are going to want to go deep with people and really get to the nitty gritty. So trainings that are very like in-depth trainings are going to suit you really well. Also speaking to people in your community, you you probably are going to want to have more one-on-one relationships with people in your community and really get to know them. Maybe you maybe offer like, um, you know, Zoom office hours, right? For people to just come and chat with you because you want to know them. You like to go deep and you like to go into mastery aspects of things. So know that, right? Speak to that in your, in your content and your marketing, as well as, as you're building community, really develop those deep relationships. It's a superpower for you. Love. Yes. And if you have a two line, which you are, you have a two line, you guys are what we call the hermits. But what's so amazing about you as a two line is you guys have all of these natural talents and abilities that you don't even think of as talents. It's just so inherent for you. And so you really want to nourish the thing about being the hermit is having alone time to nourish those things that are natural talents or passions or hobbies for you. And then just speaking to those, especially if you're a manifesting generator, right? Which you are, and you have a two line speaking to those in your community, right? And just talking about really being relatable, like, Hey, yeah. So when I was reading XYZ mystery book, which I love while I was on my Peloton doing XYZ workout while I was like, um, listening to a podcast, right? Like (laughs) you might've been doing all these things. Here's what I came to the conclusion of. And here's something that stuck to me. Maybe this will be helpful for you, right? You're just being relatable. You're literally just being you and nourishing your passions, right? And that's what makes your community feel so like seen because they can relate to you. I hear that a lot. That's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. I also can note that I don't feel like I give my I, I really crave that like alone time and I don't yeah. always give myself alone time. So I'm also really seeing where my there's a reason I'm craving it and I should give myself it, you yes, know? So that's your designed. You're, you're yeah. designed to have that alone time where you have, I call them like hermit modes where a lot of my, my um, clients that have two lines will go on like little mini sabbaticals. And sometimes they'll take like a, a month off quote unquote, where they just, or not, it doesn't have to be a month. It could be a week, <laughs> right? Sometimes it can be a quarter off, right? Even, even a day is a lot for me. Even I'm a like, day. wow. <laughs> right. But that might be a great thing for you, Sophia, is like yeah. giving yourself a challenging yourself to have one day completely off. You're not on your phone. You're not checking your emails. You're not in your communities. You are just nourishing whatever you want to do for you. Wow. Because imagine how much more magnetic you're going to be. You already are super magnetic. You have a beautiful magnetism about you, but imagine how much even more compelling you will be if you just nourish that too. That's how, that's how you're designed to live. It'd be really cool. Okay. I'll challenge myself because you told me to, I'll challenge myself. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. So then if you have a three line, this is all about trial and error. You are the type of person that, that you learn through your lived experience. So in your messaging and in your community building, you want to speak to what your experience has been your lived experience, right? Sharing stories, 
right? What was, you know, what was, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? And how does that make you the person to help the people in front of you, right? By sharing super raw, real, relatable stories. Three lines are usually just super like funny, relatable people because they've been through so much that they can speak to and they have really unique perspectives because of that. Because they've tried all the things. They know what actually works, not just from a head knowledge, but from like a lived knowledge, Yeah. right? So especially in your community building, um, share those stories, be relatable, ask questions. Hey, yo, raise your hand if you've ever experienced X, Y, Z in your business. Um, here's how we're going to go move through that, right? Or here's what I've tried. Here are the five things that I've tried to save you time so you don't have to try them all, right? Content like that even um, does really well if, you, if you're a three-line. Oh my God, this is so good. Sorry. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> and, and it inevitably makes you an amazing community leader because you're so vast, because you've experienced so many things. People are like, they, they see themselves in you in some way or another, which can be really beautiful. Ooh. I love this. I love this. What about four? Yeah. So four lines are the opportunists. They're very much the community builders. I have never met a four line that isn't like the life of the party, funster type of person. They're so fun. Um, and they crave community. They crave their tribe. So if you have a four line, you definitely want to, if you probably already have a community that you've created, and if not, you probably really desperately want to create one. An intimate community of like-minded people in whatever capacity that is. And you are going to be the best actually of any of, of any of them having a superpower to, to run a community because you are literally designed to be in communion. So leverage that, right? Speak really directly to your people. You're not speaking to everybody. Four lines, speak to the people that you want as your soul tribe and only speak to them and that's it. And then cultivate such a powerful community by design because you're going to want to be in there. You're going to want to be sharing. You're going to, and four lines are the connectors. Four lines know everybody and knows exactly how to connect them and who they need to to know and who they should, you know, collab with or whatever. Um, You're kind of a natural super connector. So leverage that superpower. Oh, that's good. That's really good. All right. What about five? This is yeah. another line. <laughs> yes. I have a five line too. So five lines are, it's called the heretic, but it's all about magnetism. And five line is a leadership line. So five lines have a kind of a natural thought leadership to them. They have a unique perspective. They have things they've lived through that they want to share. Usually from a very, it can sometimes be a polarizing standpoint. It's not it's not a mainstream opinion. It's usually a very strategic opinion based on things they have lived and seen and know to be true. Mm. So five lines um, in your communities, you might notice that you create some polarity, right? Maybe some controversy, but in a good way, right? You, you, you initiate a perspective that might rile people up, but it gets them to think and therefore transform. And that's very powerful. So don't be afraid to create polarity. That's what you're here to do, right? Ooh. And so that gets to be powerful. Yep. So, uh, so resonate with that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then last but not least, we have six lines. And six lines are the role models. So you are really here to share as the role model based on what you've lived and have now overcome and are on the other side of to be able to speak to so potently. Right. So in your communities, you might notice you, you might want to have people that are like accountability partners, right? Or things where there's like a checks and balances type of system because you know that people need accountability because you've needed that. Right. And now that you're on the other side, you have a really beautiful perspective, very similar to the three line because six lines actually until the age of 30 were three lines. 
you don't come into your full six line until you hit 30. So it's kind of like a double three. Yeah. You have a lot of lived experience. Your entire life has been trial and error, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Did I like this? Did I not? You're the type of person that somebody can't just tell you. You have to experience it for yourself, right? So six lines have a wealth of knowledge and lived experience because they've tried it and they have the story to tell you about it, right? Yeah. Um, so in your messaging as well, just be super relatable. Share your literal lived experience, the experiences of your clients, right? Paint pictures and stories. That makes you so magnetic. Wow. So these are like literal, like these are basically, especially when it comes to community building, like these are your superpowers. So yes. when it comes to building the community and um, and even being known for what you do, if you take your profile type, I think that's what it was called, yeah. and you lean into these superpowers, like this is really how you catch attention. Like that's kind yes. of how I'm seeing it. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Because the whole essence is when we're working from our strengths, we're that much more magnetic and it's the path of least resistance, yeah. right? When we're operating from our already inherent strengths, it gets to be easy. Who doesn't want it to be easeful? Right? Yeah. And what I find so interesting too, is this too, I naturally share relatable things. Like it's, it's something yeah. I always want to do. And also the amount of times I've heard people tell me to not do that because it's not because they don't like it, but just because they feel in their head they're like, oh no, that's not about business. Don't like talk about, you know what I mean? And yeah. it just always feels so against the grain. So I've never taken that advice, but every once in a while I question mm. my gut around it because I'm like, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. But everyone says I shouldn't, maybe I should Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so fascinating that that's what I want to do naturally. And when I do it, people respond to it. Like, yes, it's so fascinating to me to hear that that's in my profile. Yeah. Really crazy. Because it's so innate to you. So I love yeah. that you, you can see that when things are in alignment for you, you yes. see the fruits of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, a big takeaway I'm, I'm seeing, I mean, uh, you shared so many takeaways and golden nuggets here, by the way. Like, I think people are going to really be able to use this information in their content and their marketing and their community building. I'm so excited for them to listen to this, but I'm also hearing a lot about like if, with the big decisions that we all have to make this year. I mean, like we're at the beginning of a year right now, but like whenever we list, whenever you listen to this, like as business owners, we make difficult decisions all the day. Oh, every day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. decisions to to do something, to stop something, to start something, to hire someone, to not. I mean, the decisions we have to make is just ridiculous sometimes. And I feel like I'm I feel like I'm making a lot of big girl decisions this year that are really freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. And I haven't thought to consult my human design chart to make those decisions. And I'm yeah. just really seeing where that could help me. <laughs> it will massively help you. Absolutely. That's yeah. really amazing. That's really amazing. Well, Danielle, this is fucking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want everyone, first of all, to go to your site. Can you share where to get their type one more time? Because obviously yeah. everyone needs to go do that right now. Like, what are you doing with your life if you're not doing it? <laughs> Yes, it's uh, danielle-laura.com 
slash human design chart. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And then you also, you have a gift, a free resource, 10 actionable tips to align your business with your unique human design for sovereign success, which of course it sounds like I'm on my way to go get right now. (laughs) Tell us what is inside of this and everyone, I'm going to drop this in the show notes as well. Uh, But what is inside of this and why do we, why do we all need it? (laughs) Yeah. So inside this, I give you the inside scoop. I'm a three line, right? So I have lived trial and error my way through life through business and have coached literally thousands of people over the last seven years. So it's everything that I've seen to be the most potent parts of your human design chart that if you leverage the 10 most important parts that if you leverage in your business, you will inevitably create ease and the aligned sovereign success that you desire. And it's, it's, it's really simple when you just know where to look and and what to look for. So um, that's what is in the guide. Okay. I'm not kidding. I'm going to go get it. Um, I also want to know about your podcast. What's the date that it's dropping? What can we look forward to? You shared a little bit with me on our previous call. And I was like, oh my God, everyone needs to know about this podcast. So just tell us what we can get excited about and what it's called and everything. Thank you. It's dropping the first week of March. We don't have the exact date yet, but probably the first Wednesday in March is what we're targeting right now. Um, And it's called Hot Talks with Danielle Laura. And it's all about honest, open, transparent conversations that raise collective consciousness. So things like using your energetics in your business or your relationships or your spiritual gifting for your competitive advantage, right? All these things, anything that helps us get out of the box and come into our brilliance, that's what it's going to be focused on. Oh my gosh. This has been such a joy, an energetic joy. Oh, yay (laughs) for me too. But all I wanted to say was thank you so much for this. I'm I'm not even kidding. I feel like people can really walk away with so much juice from this episode and your generosity, your joy for your work, your love in your work, like it's all felt in such a big way. And I just appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited to be connected with you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I loved our conversation. Um, and I really just pray that it serves the listeners really well in a great way. It definitely Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.